Welcome to Cat Jam in the Car. Today we have our guest Jen Owen. Hi, Hello. Jen. Hi. Welcome to my podcast studio. How do you it's feel? It's so nice to be here. Yeah, welcome. Do you like this studio? I love it. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like we're about to start singing. Yeah, it's like a karaoke, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I, I always want to do podcasts. I figure, you know, what's the best way to do a podcast in a like you know, special made, custom made Porsche. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely one way to do it. Yeah, Jim, for sure. Awesome. So, Jim, please introduce yourself. Of course. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Jane Owen. I am the owner and founder of Jane Owen Public Relations. Um, I also write children's books, and I'm an artist, and I'm a multi hyphenate. Uh, but mainly, I have been doing PR for about 20-something years. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. We're going to tap every topic. I didn't know you read a children's book. That's well, amazing. That actually happened to me during the pandemic. Um, oh, you just started. Yeah, so, I, wow. so it was one of those things I think everyone can relate that they have like a bucket list of things that they would do if they only had the time. And, uh, you know, the pandemic had a lot of awful, tragic repercussions but one of the things it did do is give us a lot more time yeah so I said okay well I always promised myself that if I had the time I'd write a children's book so I ended up writing two. Oh my which gosh which is nice but it's definitely not a full time career it's just a oh side gosh. thing you have to show me that <laughs> I mean sure last time just told Kristen I said I want she said Katty you should write a book I said I, you know what I want, I want you to write a children's write a book. book yeah well they're much shorter yeah shorter <laughs> and also, I, like, I got inspired by my dogs a lot I have two cutest dogs oh, I was like I want to so write great. a book about my dogs and oh that would children. be so cute Jane you oh, can be you my mentor do that. oh you definitely should do that <laughs> and they were the illustrations the illustrations are so important with children's yeah. books and the illustration of two little cute puppies would be so nice oh my gosh so Jen do you do you do your own illustration or you just no I don't but I but there are so many talented people out there you know mm. and I feel like collaborating with a wonderful um, illustrator would be it, it's so it's so rewarding to see the words that you've written are presented in a in a beautiful picture I actually worked with two different um, illustrators with my children's book because I felt like they had very different um, mm. themes and different like attitudes. So I had one that was very cartoonish and one that was more painterly. But wow. you can get a lot of great talent on things like Fiverr and really, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send Whoa. you some links. But this, this whole gig economy thing has been really good for the world. I feel like because I was working with illustrators all over the world what the mm -hmm. first one i think was in uh, russia or ukraine mm -hmm. and then the other one was uh, here in america so it was like you know you find the best fit and you can work from anywhere 
Wow, that's amazing. I feel like now we are in this world, it becomes smaller and smaller. So much smaller, so right. much smaller. And I feel like people are able now to trade so much more mm -hmm. on their talents and skills mm -hmm. in, and make money from them from home without having to, you know, you can hire a, a graphic designer or an artist or anything really, even a voiceover artist or whatever, and be on the opposite sides of the world and, and still be able to collaborate. And I think that that's something that both the, w w the internet and also the, the advanced technology and also the pandemic gave us. Yeah, I feel like internet and tech bring us together. Yes. Yeah, of, of course, pandemic as well, right? We yes. have to connect it to others. Yeah. That's so great. I have to read your book. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So good. obviously you're a mom. I right? am a mom. Yeah. Because you've read, yeah. I feel lots of moms like write a children's book. Because yeah. you guys <laughs> sort of had that, right? You, you know, like how to talk to children. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it is, a lot of moms get inspired to read, read mm. write children's books because they have to read so many children's mm. books. <laughs> right. You read, you, you read like uh, books to your kids every night, right? Yeah. Before the good, the bad. Absolutely. And absolutely. Then, so did you read your book to your children? Yes. You know, one of them I did and my daughter loves it. The other one is a little bit for an older age. Mm. So she will, I feel like, enjoy it when she's maybe next year or the year after. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God, Jane, I just realized we, we are so cold. I know. Our color. But I didn't so even great. know. This is this is not planned, guys. We didn't <laughs> plan because sometimes I plan with my friends. We say, hey, "What are you wearing?" We didn't even plan. No, it's I so think. Funny. Are you? In, I I was very inspired by Barbie. Have you seen the movie Barbie? Oh yes, you know that scene at Bucket was. I, I want to watch that. You should. It's yeah. really good. I I think it is really funny and it's very inspiring for women. So I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch that because I, I saw that trailer that last time. A lot of times I just watch a trailer first. I'm like, oh, okay, this seems like a good movie to watch. Yeah, and she's always wearing pink. <laughs> so oh. it's like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, pink. pink and, then, yeah. and isn't it funny how we had the same idea? Yeah, and it was black and pink. Yeah, match, black and right? pink. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like so how, funny. We should wear this <laughs> red carpet next time. Match we should. <laughs> Unfortunately, publicists always have to wear black. Oh, really? Do you know why? It's, it's a rule? It's a rule, <gasps> yeah. So oh. you, will, you will hardly ever see a publicist not wearing black. And I'll tell you why. Uh -huh. Because, well, first of all, um, red carpets. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the red carpet is so that the photographer can get a picture of the celebrity mm. on a plain background. Like if, the, if there was no red carpet and there was no step and repeat, mm -hmm. step and repeat, for those of you that don't know, is the logo background that you see in lots of pictures with a red carpet, where they have the name of the event or the uh, logo of the sponsor. Right. And the, the reason for that is that when the magazine looks at the pictures that night or the next day, they want a clear shot of the celebrity. So if the celebrity was photographed, let's say, like outside here, mm -hmm. You would have all the bushes, you'd have the building, you'd have a lot of mess going on in the background. Mm -hmm. But the step and repeat, the back, the logo background, like cleans that up, so they can, you can just see the celebrity without any distractions in the background, really. And the and the reason that publicists have to wear black is the same reason. It's because if you get caught, because you're on the red carpet with all the celebrities, mm -hmm. if you get caught in a picture by the by the photographer, mm -hmm. if you're wearing black the eye doesn't get distracted by it. Then oh. you're just focusing on the celebrity. But if I was wearing red or pink or blue or any other color, it would 
it would draw the person's eye to that color rather than the celebrity and it would draw focus away and god forbid you're clash <laughs> clashing with the color that the celebrity is wearing right. and it makes the picture look bad so you always have to wear black wow coming from professional pr perspective yeah that it's so funny sense. that you 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 know it you see it all mm -hmm. the time but you don't really know the reason why yeah now when you start to talk about that i notice yeah i do notice lots of them wear black like uh, guys wear black suits ladies also wear black dresses right? yeah if you're yeah. working on the carpet if you're working at the oscars mm -hmm. or a film premiere you're gonna wear black wow so Jen, uh, speaking of PR, let's talk about your professional film. Yeah. You've been doing this for 20 years, over yeah, 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years. Wow. I don't know exactly how many years over 20 years, but I think it's like 23. <laughs> Whoa, that is, that is a long career, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's basically the only thing I've ever done professionally. Mm. So did you get into this while you, so you are from England, right? Yes. I am English and Greek, and I was uh, I was born in America, so I oh, always you were had. Born in America. I was born in New York, but Ooh. I left when I was before I was one, I think, and then I was raised in Europe, mm -hmm. and um, I was studying in in England, mm -hmm. and somebody and I needed a job, and my aunt said that she had a friend who was a a really really famous publicist, and she needed an assistant, mm -hmm. and so I applied for the job and I got it. And she taught me so much because it was mm. just me and her. And she was working from home before before people were working from home. So I would go to her house every day and it was just me and her. But we were handling mm -hmm. huge accounts, like really, really big jewelry companies and things like that. And I was working with all the mm. celebrities and I got really involved in dressing them for the Oscars and the Golden Globes and all these film premieres. In the jewelry that we were representing, and I and I fell fell in love with it, and I realized that I really really wanted to work in America, and I especially wanted to work mm. in Hollywood. So um, after training with her for a bit, I ended up getting offered uh, an invitation to the Cannes Film Festival. Oh wow! And so I just threw everything out the window, and I said, "I'm going to the Cannes Film Festival." And right after the Cannes Film Festival, I had met some people there who said, you should really come to America and come to LA and start working in mm. film PR. So I did. I flew out here, mm. 21 years old, and didn't yeah. know anybody and just started working, working my way up the ladder of PR. And then when I was in my mid-20s, I moved to New York and worked in fashion PR for a little mm. bit. And then I came back here and started my own company with a business partner. And then a few years later, we, we parted ways. Mm -hmm. Not any, any bad reason, but just we were, she wanted to do more kind of corporate PR, banks and pharmaceutical mm -hmm. companies and things. And I really wanted to stay in the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. So we split up and then I formed Jane and PR in May 2011. Mm -hmm. So that was... My maths is terrible. Twelve years ago? Wow. Yeah, so it'll be thirteen years next year. Wow. Yeah. That is uh, such a journey, right? Yes, it was definitely a journey. And you know, it's a it's a struggle but it's also very rewarding and mm. I love owning my own company and I love uh, working with different clients mm. and seeing their stars rise and Wow. You know, being in the industry so long and now I have clients that I've had for 
you know, more than 15 years. Wow. Uh, that's really great to see that whole trajectory of their lives and how my PR has helped them. Now they're really famous for them. Yeah, it is kind of special to watch them grow, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why I really love working with up-and-coming people mm -hmm. because I feel like you can have a greater impact mm -hmm. because once they're already famous, like, you know, just to throw completely random mm -hmm. name out there, if I was doing Brad Pitt's mm -hmm. PR, at this point, you don't need to tell people who Brad Pitt is. They know who Brad Pitt is and that you're not trying to get press. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to interview Brad Pitt, right? Right. So what you're doing as a publicist for Brad Pitt is you're controlling the story. Mm -hmm. You're saying no to most of the interview requests. You're only really picking and choosing which publications get to interview him. Mm. And you're controlling it as, as much as you can and crafting whatever narrative you want to around whatever he happens to be promoting at the time. But you're not really being proactive you're more reactive mm -hmm. so you're reacting to what he wants or what in what uh, requests are coming in you're doing very little like outreach yourself to publications mm -hmm. so it's a very different kind of PR when you're working with somebody who is trying to establish their name mm -hmm. you have to do a lot of the outreach to the press to mm -hmm. in introduce them to that person mm -hmm. and encourage them to write about them and I think that because there's so much outreach going on, it's actually more rewarding because you know, if you're Brad Pitt's publicist and he gets on the cover of GQ, mm. yes, you had something to do with it, meaning like you probably arranged the photo shoot and you mm. you know, made sure that the questions were right and he was happy with the article, blah, blah, blah. But you weren't really trying to beg them to write about him. Mm -hmm. They wanted to write about him anyway because it's Brad Pitt, right? Right. But if you are working with an upcoming actress or comedian mm. and you get them a cover story of a magazine or you get them a big TV interview or whatever, that is 100% because of you. Mm. Because without you, that TV show or that magazine wouldn't know that that person exists because they're not already famous. Right. So it feels much more rewarding to work with people who are up, up and coming. It is harder, much, much harder, mm -hmm. but it is more rewarding. Yeah, because you also get to see them grow. You, you yes. see like, oh, like you said, they become a star. You're like, oh, you know, part of uh, the work you did behind the scene, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, so. It's great, I love it. That's so great. So Jen, like, do you feel that traditional PR and nowadays with social media has been impacting a lot compared to like traditional press and media. Do you think it has changed a lot yes. in PR water as well? Absolutely. Ever since I started in PR, it's changed so dramatically. Like looking back mm -hmm. at, you know, 23 years ago when I first started working in PR, it was really just print press that people wanted. Online right. press didn't really exist and if it did, it was very much looked down upon. Mm -hmm. Nobody really wanted to be in an online article. Mm -hmm. You really just wanted that print press. And I don't know if you guys know, but uh, magazines are created like four to six months before they come out in, mm. the, in the newsstands. Right. So that's why you see people are always you know, curious. They're like, why are they doing a fashion mm -hmm. week for fall winter clothes mm -hmm. in the summertime? Mm -hmm. Or why are they doing spring, summer, in the winter time. Mm -hmm. And it's because of those magazine schedules, because the print publications create their, uh, their magazines many months before those magazines come out. So the fashion brands had to work with that. 
or and it could be also that it was the other way around i don't know which came first chicken or egg but i don't know if the fashion brands dictated when the magazines come out came out or the other way around but it might actually have been the fashion brands that dictated it because of production times and whatever but that is the case is that the magazines only come out you know a few months after they've been written so we when i was first starting out you would basically if i was representing you for example um we would try and get i don't know vogue magazine or l magazine to write an article about you but they would write that article and then we would have to wait for months and months and months until that article came out mm. and then be like here's your article in the magazine but now with the internet and the growth of all the online press and actually a lot of print publications are closing down right. and now it's just online and online is so much bigger so when online started to become bigger and bigger you see things coming out much faster right yeah. and so because things are coming out much faster you have to work so much faster so the the quantity of work that we have to do now versus what we did 23 years ago is so much different and mm. social media is even faster. Yeah. Like we are, you know, we do events for example and we're on the red carpet and you can in real time see a celebrity mm. post a picture from the red carpet about the event and it's up 2 seconds later. It's not even there's no yeah. lag time at all. And then you have that picture that Getty Images or whoever took of your celebrity at your event and it's up within 4 hours sometimes, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy. People post it right away at the events as well. Like mm -hmm. I I've seen lots of like my social media influencer friend basically got invited to the event. They just want you to post it right there. Right? Right exactly. there. They have those photos. Like, it's real time, you know. Yeah, it's just like right there. Everything consumed the the thing is so much faster yeah. instant absolutely yeah it's like even next day it's too late <laughs> yeah exactly so you know i think you know that's it's a very different world from where we started out mm -hmm. we we have so many things happening at the mm -hmm. same time now to get the the clients you know back in 20 23 years ago clients were happy if they got one article in one magazine mm -hmm. and it came out 6 months later now it's like you you want to get 10 pieces of press tomorrow and it's just yeah you know we're doing the same work but it's so much more work <laughs> yeah exactly it just everything happens so fast so fast people's attention span so much shorter as yep. well right and you've got to fight with so much more content that's out there you know mm -hmm. you're you know it used to be you had one Vogue magazine you had one Elle magazine you had you had i don't know maybe 10 magazines that you were trying to get a piece mm -hmm. of article in now there's Those 10 magazines have grown to 20 magazines and now there's also 200 online magazines and podcasts and radio and or you know internet shows and all of these things that you're trying to get your message to fight through all the noise and be heard. Yeah, exactly. Even like I I I was watching those late night talk show hosts like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, they started this like a strike five force podcast yes don't yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. everyone's doing podcasts right and nowadays people just start people don't watch cable tv anymore like i mean obviously many like talk you still exist but i think it's just hard to compete with podcasts these days because people can listen to this while they're driving anyway yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah i just feel like the whole world like even radio people said radio is dying as well. Yeah, I think radio yeah. is turning into podcasts. I think that, you know, it's just a different it's just it's it's the same as, you know, you see mm. these kids and they don't really watch 
TV, they watch YouTube, right? Yeah. And I think it's the TikTok. same. Like radio is basically the older version of a podcast, or podcasts are the new version of radio. Mm-hmm. So one is just turning into the other. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like podcast is also like such a huge industry right now. Obviously,、yeah. like, like look at iHeartRadio; they also has their podcast department. Yes, absolutely. I think I feel like everybody is going into podcasts. Podcasts are making so much money for people that you know、mm-hmm. it's it's legitimately its own department now in a lot of agencies and production companies and、mm-hmm. you know studios, and that actually. Has been spurred on even more by the recent strikes and things like that, right? Because people weren't able to film anything scripted. So what do you do? You podcasts are not scripted, so you know you could still work on a podcast even if you couldn't work on your TV show. Yeah, exactly. I also feel like a podcast sort of like nowadays, you know, people prefer something more real, like long script. Like something just more、um, authentic. Yeah, authentic. I think that's kind of the word it's heading to, right? Even like nowadays, people say, "Oh, they want to watch those skits comedy. That's more like real, not too." They say, "Don't act too much." Like right. Like when we go、right. to like the school, say, "Just act as real as you can." Just like you know, if you play a Uber driver, just don't like make people think you are like acting. Right. Just be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naturalism. Yeah, I think that's whole world is heading to like, especially like look at TikTok and all the things heading like. So Jen, do you listen to lots of podcasts as well? Oh、uh, yeah, I listen to Smartless, which is really. Oh yeah,、funny. they just came out a lot long ago. Yeah, they're really doing well. It's um, who's it? It's Sean Hayes, Jason Bateman, and Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah, they, and they are great. They are great. I listen to all their shows. Yeah, they are so great. I think they started selling like live shows, like yes, they're such a popular podcast that they actually went on tour live. Yeah, I think that's another trend right now. I think I it's saw, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, they go on like tour, right? Kind of、mm-hmm, like come、mm-hmm. to same as Bobby Lee's podcast, like、uh, Tiger Belly. I oh, saw, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, they sold. They sold like. In the stadium, theater, everywhere,、uh, it's just sold out in Texas, and、uh, that's crazy. Yeah, they're doing so. That's why podcast is like a new thing. It's like a it concert. Is. Yeah, I like, mean, like, yeah. yeah, it's its own industry for sure. Yeah, for so like sure. just people sitting on stage. Like I've I've seen this kind of format. People sitting on stage and chatting, and then the people watching. Yeah, it's like a concerts. It's like a new trends right now. But I do like it though, because I listen to lots of podcasts every morning. I got up, I listen to different kinds of podcasts. I feel it's. What are your favorite podcasts? Oh, so many! I listen to like Waiting Coming because I'm comedian. I listen to lots of Good for You, Waiting Coming, and Tiger Belly,、um, and what is other one? I'm listening to just basically every comedian's podcast. I listen to them. Oh, like nice. Big ones, and then there is another one is Tom Segoia and his wife. Oh, I love Tom Mama, Segoia. Yeah, Mama's House. Yeah, and his wife and Christina. Yeah, yeah. Christina Sanafra. Yes, she's great. I、yeah. love them both. They're great. So nowadays, lots of couples started podcast. Same as Bobby、yeah. Lee, his podcast when he started with his ex girlfriend, they did it together. I think they broke up right now, but they still work together. And lots of couples are starting. That's interesting. Couples, yeah. Yeah, because I guess you know. Podcast is very intimate, kind of. It、thing. is.、Yeah. You know what I love about podcasts is that I feel like traditional talk shows, you're just getting such a small interview with between that the,、right. the host and the talent,、mm-hmm. and they usually keep them to like I don't know ten minutes.、Mm-hmm. I say, podcasts can go on for hours, and so you get a much more in-depth conversation going. 
You right. know, it does, it's not just like, so what are you working on now? And how's your mom? And whatever. It's more, it's, it goes much deeper because they, they're, it's such a much longer conversation. Right. Also, like you, like you mentioned, it's very in-depth conversation. Also, people get to know you as a real person. Yes, exactly. Right? So, okay. With that. And you're not restricted as well. I feel like you're so restricted on TV, like cable TV with yeah. the talk shows. There's so much that you can't talk about because you're, because you're in, you have to work within the parameters of what the the network wants you to talk about. Yeah, of. you feel you are censored in some way. Censored, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I also like a podcast. They have different personality in the show because I watch even comedian podcasts. They have different kinds of chef and like yeah. now I have PR. Yeah. I think because people want to see people from different walk of life. A hundred percent. If you are great. It's not just actors that are interesting. Yeah, exactly. Sure. See, we people found that everyone, if you are extraordinary at what you do, right? Like every field, there are some extraordinary personality there so like I feel like say last week I had this lady she started her wellness center oh wow and she talked about that she talked about skincare I found people find it interesting as well yeah of course so now now I have you PR you talk about your PR word and people want to know that as well right so another question is Jen so when you work with your client do you normally work with upcoming artists you said you like to work with upcoming artists yeah. right so like you know do you like feel like you you develop an eye already to see who is going to blow up. Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, we're quite picky about who we work with because mm -hmm. we don't want to, A, it's, you don't want to have too many clients in the same mm -hmm. industry because you don't want to have to pick and choose what press your client gets. Right. So you don't want to have too many people that are compet direct competitors, right. in my opinion. Just like a different Thailand, right? You yeah, have, so yeah. you could have more, more I could, we could work with more than one comedian, but we wouldn't work with more than one female Asian comedian. Yes, and you know, it's kind of like an agency as well, right? Yeah, exactly. It's roster. a similar type of idea. idea. Like uh -huh. the same reason an agency won't have a million of the same type. Right. You don't want to have a million of the same type of clients. You can have a lot of people in TV, but you want to, you know, mix and match it, right? Right. Um, so we try to pick and choose who we work with based on A, do we think they're good? And do we think that they're going to get pressed? Because if it's going to be super, super impossible for us to achieve mm -hmm. their goals, mm -hmm. then why waste both of our times? Do you know what I mean? Like if they're not any good, then it's going to be very difficult to get them pressed. Right. <laughs> so you have to believe in your clients enough to know that if we pitch this person well enough, hard enough for long enough, they will get the press that they're looking for eventually there's no way to actually say it'll happen next tuesday at five o'clock but like mm. you know that i believe in this person so i know that eventually they're gonna become famous with my help mm. but if you don't think that they're ever going to really achieve them then there's not really a point in representing them right right yeah so you know it's very funny uh in interesting things I noticed. I think one time I saw this um, influencer talk about this. He said, oh, nowadays we don't need a PR anymore. And um, It depends on what your goal is, right? So if you're, if you're an influencer and your goal is to reach, I don't know, a million followers, right? Mm -hmm. And you're making lots of money from having a million followers. There's a lot of ways that are non-traditional, non-press related Mm -hmm. that can get you to a million followers. Like, you know, working with other influencers or p 
posting enough or posting the kind of content that people that goes viral or you know just being very good at like working the system of influencer so if you don't really care about being recognized as a quote unquote famous person mm -hmm. in the general scope of what that means then you don't really need PR because mm -hmm. you don't really care about being in glamour magazines you know mm -hmm. what I mean but if you are just really focused on just just followers yeah absolutely does press help you get followers yes but is press the only way to get followers no so she's in a way she's right because if your goals are outside of just the traditional press mm -hmm. then yeah of course you don't need a publicist yeah just depend on what what's your goal because nowadays yes. like with the influencer creator it's very different from like all oh, traditional ways i want to be a star right right because yeah. acting uh you know the traditional ways in which people would become famous before there was such a thing as an influencer they were being they were famous yeah. so that they would get cast in a movie or a tv show right okay so you want to be known to your audience so if you look at that from going knowing what you want to achieve and then going backwards like let's say you wanted to be on a comedy show on hbo right mm -hmm. so you would say okay well um in order for hbo's producers to think that i would be a good person to cast in my show i need to be well known mm -hmm. to the audience that watches that show mm -hmm. so then you look at okay i would like to be on a show like brooklyn 99 okay mm -hmm. so their audience are you know mid 20s to mid 30s uh young kind of liberal maybe it's men let's mm -hmm. say right so if you want to be on that show then you need to be known to that audience so how do you become known to that audience well they read these magazines they read this, these kind of online publications they watch these podcasts or listen mm -hmm. to these podcasts they watch these tv shows so if you can get your name and face onto those outlets that they mm -hmm. watch and read and listen to mm -hmm. then you will be the exact type of famous that hbo is looking for for those kind of shows wow. so if you for example on the other side if you're really really famous but only to 16 year old girls mm -hmm. you're never going to get cast on a show whose demographic is 30 year old men does wow. that make sense yes it makes so much sense you just drop the gold there Jen. that <laughs> makes so much sense totally i think that is kind of the thing no matter traditional uh pr and nowadays uh, social media this always applies everywhere right you'll find yeah. your demographic your audience yeah i think anything in life you need to know exactly what your goal is mm -hmm. because if you're just going out there blindly and saying you know very wide statements like i just want to mm. be successful or i just want to be rich or i just want to be famous and you don't know exactly what you want like you don't know mm. why you want to be successful right. or what you want to be successful at or you don't know what you want to be famous for it's not going to work because because it's too broad a goal you have to figure out like okay given who i am as a person and what my skill sets are and what i'm good at and how i look and what people tell me mm -hmm. that you know do i make them laugh or do i make them cry or am i really good at i don't know mm -hmm. uh, juggling or whatever find out figure out what your skill sets are and how that can apply to achieving your goals mm -hmm. and be as specific as you can like 
I want to be the most famous juggler in the world, mm. let's say. So then you focus all your attention on A, being the best juggler you can be, but B, making sure that as many people know through whatever means you want to know, it could be just social media, it could be social media and press, it could be just press, it could be whatever you want, whatever mm. you choose to get the job done. But you make sure that as many people in the world know that you are the best juggler in the whole world. Mm. And as specific as you can make it, the more easy it will be to achieve the goal. That makes so much sense, Jin. It's kind of reminding me of how when nowadays people talk about making social media content. They find your niche. You, you try to talk to everyone. You talk yeah. to no one. Yes, that's very true. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, that is so makes great, a lot of sense. Jen. You are so great. Thank you for dropping the gold <laughs> Thank here. You. And I feel like that is the time. I think. Did you notice my right, car right. shut down? Yeah, like yeah, 30 minutes. That's, <laughs> a, that's the time. Say it's it's over. It's a, the, the end of the speaks. show. Yeah, car speaks. Yeah, that's hey. This is like that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. That thank was you, lots Jen. Of fun. Do you have anything to promote or like? No, no. I you know if you want to know more about my company, um, my website is www.jnoandpr.com, and I'm on social media at, at jnoandpr. Thank you so much. Thank Jen. you so much. It's such a great conversation with you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. You're such a great interviewer. Thank you so much, Jen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess so. We're gonna off to start our day. Yeah. yeah. Have I, a great day. Thank you too. You. Bye. Special guests coming in to interview, and the studio's a force that's baby 